Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up on TMS, America, we have the ports. Neither guinea nor pig. Pure frickin' water. Can't stand the guy, but I want his hair. I'd tap that cactus. That doesn't make any sense, so no. Distill my beating heart. What letter isn't in there? Seven. Man of the desert. Cactus fried kidneys. Canceling just to spite you with Tom. You shouldn't have to ask for recommendals with Nicole and Randy. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I hope you're not taking it out on your wife. What? I would never hurt my wife. That's not the rumor I started. I hope that you get ran over. The Morning Stream. I wonder what kind of world we're opening the door on. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for February 1st, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson today with Bobby Frankenberger. Hello, Bobby. Hello. Thank you for welcoming me. Well, you know, you're always welcome. Uh, Bobby's here sitting in for Brian because he's got a physical therapy back thing today. Got a a last second appointment. It was like, oh, it's going to be Wednesday. What can we do? And I said, I'll bet Bobby can. And then you said yes. And then everything was fine. So, and that's uh, what happened. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's the, the story. Truth. That is the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> We're glad to be here. Uh, nice to see you all. There's a few things going on today. Of course, the usual. We got Tom later. We got recommendals after that. Bobby, you even sent in a recommendal. Fantastic. I sure did. I was prepared this time. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Um, I think all four of us, uh, I think Rand, uh, Randy and Nicole will be here today. So we got full Ooh, house wow. on full that. Full house. Yep. So that'll be fun. In the meantime... I just want to share, well, a short story with you people. All right, Ga- so, gather round. Gather around the fire. You're all okay. Chat room, you're already here, so settle in. You know. In fact, you know what? Let's do. Uh, let's get a little something here. That's uh, you have any story time music. We use it. We usually use a encore, but I'll use it today. It's yeah. uh, the dear Martha music from your average Ken Burns documentary, and um, and I'd like to share this interaction I had on Twitter. All right, here it is. Somebody posted the following, and I replied to it, so I'll read what the first poster posted. Just because you have a piece of paper saying that you're an American doesn't mean that you have equal claim to this country, or as those who can trace their ancestry on this land back to before the government that gave you that paper. So right. this is just setting the scene for this what setting the following the conversation would be, right? Yeah, and then I replied to it with a very simple reply. My reply was, 
Native Americans were here first. Right. Not even looking for a fight, just kind of pointing out it's a there's a flaw in your weird xenophobic tweet about, you know, if you're if you're an immigrant to this country, like my brother, he got his nationalization when he was like 12 or something. Uh that he has any, you know, more or less claim, a claim, quote unquote, claim to this country than this guy does. And so I just wanted to point that out that like, uh, you know, there were things before, uh, certainly before you were born, you weirdo. Anyway, so that's my only reply. I just said Native Americans were here first. That's it. Yeah. Left, left it in the ether. Some stranger. I don't even know him. Just was in my timeline. I get a reply Uh-oh. from a, from a separate, separate dude, not the same dude, different dude. Oh, this is a, this is a third person. Uh, a new challenger has entered. A new challenger has entered the arena. Yeah. And he says this. Then why didn't they found the U.S., build ports and cities? Okay, so that was his question. (laughs) And I replied in a way that you might not be surprised how I replied. I replied thusly. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm blown away by your knowledge. I said, I have read a lot of incredibly stupid things on the Internet since 1994. And I have to say, in those 28 years or so, I have never read anything this stupid. Truly, the new level of shit right here, I said to him. So again, <laughs> poking the bear a little bit. I probably shouldn't be right. doing this. I try not to, but I was super annoyed so, by this sometimes answer. Sometimes you can't help yourself. Because when people, when you say something like, uh, well, how about the indigenous people who are here before, and their answer is, why didn't they found U.S. build ports and cities then? How come they didn't? <laughs> How come they didn't invent beer? Like, what, what are you even talking? What are you even saying? Right? It's so <laughs> s- profoundly stupid. I couldn't not right, answer. Right. So he replies. After I said that, he says, "Why didn't they build a single port?" He's really hung up that, on ports. This is what that person said, right? Yeah, he's really hung up on ports. I'm guessing he's Why got. Why didn't a, they build a single port? Yeah, he's probably got like five USB hubs at home because he just has to have more ports. All the ports. Anyway, <laughs> my answer to him was. Keep digging. Use this. It will make it faster. And I attached a picture of a shovel. All right. (laughs) Right. So I was getting a little snarky there. Mm -hmm. Johnson snark. Then he replied to me uh, with the following. And I, oh, geez, that's not supposed to play so loud. I apologize. Uh, He replied to me with the following. He says, uh, oh, no, then I, sorry, I added to that. Oh, and change your utter uh, this utter horseshit in your at your earliest convenience, and then an attachment that was a picture of his profile where he was describing himself as a sensible centrist. Oh, right. oh, shots fired! You're saying you're you're calling him out. He's, I'm not even saying centrist, centrist is the problem. I'm saying sensible is the problem because what are you? Right. T- you know, <laughs> that, that is some horseshit right, right. there. So right. then he writes, "Can you actually state an argument?" I said, yeah. "Can you?" He said, where are the ports? Where are the ports? Where are the ports? the ports? And then I said, that's not an argument. And I linked a definition to argument on Merriam-Webster Dictionary. <laughs> He's not replied as of this of this reading. So Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. he didn't re- really didn't know what an argument was. <laughs> he might not. Maybe I, you know, this whole time, I, you know, he just didn't know. I don't know. Look, man, I'm not. I try to stay out of st- really stupid conversations where clearly i'm dealing with somebody who's either really young or just trolling or whatever it is like it doesn't even matter right right right. but this one just got under my skin it just annoyed well, what me. what is it about ports does it does like a port does 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 the country the port make <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Like it, the, the idea that if you don't have, all right, let's say you've got, I don't know, uh, to take any time or era, and and is your is the complaint if you have if you have ports you're you're great if you don't have ports you're not, and therefore, like if some okay here you go how about this, we're we are who we are now. And let's say somebody comes to this country with some vastly superior technology or whatever it may be. They come to the shore with it, although they'd come yeah, by air yeah. probably. But whatever it is, whatever equivalent to, you know, explorers hitting North America and Central America back then, whatever that equivalent would be today, whatever superiority they would have. And they came here and they went, oh. Well, the people are already here. No big deal. We're just gonna, given our strength and our and our uh, our guns and our willingness to shove them to the side, we're just gonna push them all into what we'll call reservations or whatever little yeah. little zones uh, around the country. And then let's say he's one of those dudes in a modern version of this. Mm-hmm. So that so now what's your what's your argument now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You were you were yeah. second level indigenous because you were born here. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. But now you've been pushed into th- this hole too. So, so, and the new guys are going, well, it's ours now. And now we're going to build spaceports. And yeah, um, they're going to build spaceports. <laughs> Why and, didn't you build a spaceport? If you, if you, this was your country, wh- where's your spaceport? Right. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and then what, and then what's your argument? Like he's just, it's just so narrow of a view above point of view that I couldn't let it go. So this is two things. This is me confessing that I broke my own rule this year. I was not going to engage in this kind of bullshit at all. Mm. I was going to avoid it. Yeah. But yeah. man, I don't know why this one just jumped out at me. Couldn't have been and does dumber. does he think it in the reverse direction? Does, does, does this person think that if you want to found a country, all you have to do is build a port? Yeah, see, that's weird to me. Because I, you you could argue there are lots of countries in the world that don't have any, you know, what is even a port? What does that mean? A port? Does he mean trade? Does he mean like there's no nuance to this dude's this dude's brain? Or he's just trolling hard, and it's entirely possible that he is okay, and that I fell for a yeah. troll. I'm not saying it's not possible. This stuff's happened before, but it didn't matter. This is one of those interactions where I was just like, if I'd have met this person in real life, I would have had this. I would have had to have had this conversation. Like yeah. in a restaurant, if I overheard someone behind me going, well, if you didn't have ports or cities, then you don't belong here or whatever, I would I have turned can, around and said something. Yeah, I think we can get some insight onto this person's, um, where they're thinking just at the very beginning. You said Native Americans were here first, and the first thing they said is, then why didn't they found the U.S.? Yeah, why as didn't they if, found the as U.S.? As if the United States is like an inevitability. <laughs> well, see, all right. No, I think you touched on it. I think you touched on this. Uh, what's that divine, or no, what's what's the name of it? There's a thing term for this. Oh, the, the manifest destiny. Manifest destiny. People get that yeah. in their head really hardcore, partly because it's been pounded into their head really hardcore for years. And uh, the older I get, the more I realize... Just it, that can be that's an insidious little thing that gets under your yeah. skin and just like yeah. starts to eat away at your at your morality. And I hate it. I freaking hate it because I love my country. I love the United States of America. I love living here. I'm glad I was born here. I like a lot of things about it. We got our problems, but I'm, I'm a proud American. But I'm not stupid as dirt like Mr. Ports and Cities over here. I can look at things realistically and uh, and make an honest assess- assessment of our own complicated history. It's not that hard, you know? Right. Anyway. Also, 
they probably did have ports. <laughs> yeah, probably did. They probably had coastal <laughs> they were just stuff. Small they, fishing ports. Right. Like what's? They they didn't have giant cities. <laughs> yeah, neither did we when we got here. By the way, right, like we didn't just right. show up and go New York. Poof, there it is. Look at New York with its shining, glistening, uh, tall things and right. whatnot. So that didn't happen. We didn't do that. So they just have this idea in their heads. It's all in their heads. Yeah. It's this made up freaking story. And I don't know why they don't have a moment in their life where they're sitting there, uh, you know, pouring over a burger and fries and just think to themselves, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's more nuanced than I think it is. They don't have that moment. And they're going to grow into be a, gr- a grumpy old piece of shit sitting in their lazy boy, yelling at the TV, convinced that this has always been the way. Right. Uh, annoys me. And that's yep. true. Uh, New York was once New Amsterdam, but very briefly. <laughs> yeah. As we've learned from the, why they changed it, I can't say. It's because the giants showed up. All, yeah, people uh, just liked it better that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <coughs> so start you off on a, in a trolley mood, but I also got a I got a text about Bobby or for Bobby. All right, mm, I love it when you get these. Yeah, they're great <laughs> because you know you you deal in um, science discussion yeah. when you're on the show, and so I think a lot of people, if they hear anything that goes off the their version of the wagon. Yeah, uh, they they want to pipe in. I'm not sure this is what that is, but anyway, here it is. Let's let's uh, read this thing. Came to us at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Here's a TMS comment. Bobby was talking about uh, a rudder on his airplane. Mm-hmm. I work yep, at just Gulf- yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it's not technically your airplane. It's a an airplane. That's correct. It's the one you fly. Is it always the same when you go on there? It is. Your- it is always the same one. They have a trainer airplane that they use, and so it is always the same one. But you're right. It's not my airplane. I'm. I'm just renting it when I'm using. It. And when you do, is that a, on purpose that it's always familiar and you're not working in different environments and stuff like that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. This this is a smaller flight school right now, so they only have the one trainer airplane. Um, so I don't know how it's always done at other schools, but I would assume that they like to keep you in the same plane if they have more than one. That would make sense, right? Because the controls are going to be just a little different. Yeah, know? and you want to you want to get good at one set before you start like throwing around a bunch of different kinds. That's right. All those different the different the very different flavors you can get of plane. Yeah, <laughs> lots of different flavors. That's right. So it says I work at Gulfstream where we build aircraft. Gulfstream's a I guess an aircraft manufacturer. Why do I not know this? Mm-hmm. Is that a name yep. I should know? I guess I should know that. I don't yeah, know it's a pretty pretty big one. I always just think of Boeing. Uh, uh, what's the British Airways? I guess British Airways. Yeah, uh, they 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 make jets. Um, a lot of a lot of private jets are Gulf Streams. Um, so yeah, for some like whatever reason, G-700, I've heard Gulf seven hundred, the G five hundred, all those G planes. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. I'd always I'd heard the term Gulfstream. I didn't know they made. I don't know why I didn't know that. It's weird. Anyway, so they make private jets and stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, says I had just started in the accounting department, and my boss asked me to email a guy about the rudder from an earlier meeting. I had no idea about airplanes yet. Oh, that must have been a little scary. <laughs> my email referenced the rudder. And that guy sent my boss and I an email uh, that the new guy needed to know how to spell parts of the plane because he spelled it R-U-T-T-E-R instead right. of and, R-U-D-D-E-R. Right? right. Exactly. It's got D's, not T's. Yeah. So uh, the typo uh, frightened him, I guess. Anyway, 
needs no let's see he got me oh <laughs> gave me a hard time for that about uh, for years still at Gulfstream over 23 years and I will uh, research parts in the system before I screw up again well that's good to hear <laughs> That's good yeah. to hear. That's, a, that's very funny and probably was very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. No, right? I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, do you ever want to... Okay, what... Is there a future where Bobby's flying a private plane? You know? Like my own plane that I own? Well, no. No, like you're hired to like... Uh, by, by, I don't know. You're flying Post Malone around the country or something like that. Something so like I that. would love to... Be, you'd have to be a commercial pilot with a commercial license to... to if you're a private pilot... So there's basically three general levels of pilot licensing, and um, and they're the private pilot. There's more than this, I will say. So save your emails, people. I do know that there are more than this. Um, but uh, there's a private pilot, there's a commercial pilot, and then there's an ATP pilot, which is an airline transport pilot. Okay. Um, so the highest level is airline transport. You gotta. That's that's you're flying for the airlines, but a commercial pilot is is anybody who gets paid to fly a plane. So as a private pilot with only a private pilot's license, I cannot fly a plane for money. Mm. Um, it's illegal. Oh, and, I, uh, I, pff, I didn't know that. That seems yeah. a little harsh. How do they ever, ever get pilots then? How does that work? Well, you just have to get a high, you just have to go and get your commercial license. It's more more training. It's um maybe the next step after after you're a private pilot, you usually get an instrument rating after that and then many people go on after an instrument rating to get their commercial license. Okay. Um, and it's just, you just, you're learning to be an, you know, more proficient and an expert at flying. Okay. That um, makes sense. But, uh, but I would love to be a commercial pilot. Actually. I think it would be really amazing to, to get to fly and get paid to do the things I love doing. Um, but you have to have vision that is corrected to 2020 you can still be blind in one eye that's fine but in the vision that you do have it has to be corrected to 2020 and it's not clear it's most doctors have told me that my vision can only be corrected to 2025 because of just a just a a defect in my eye because i have what's called a nystagmus it moves around it shakes Mm. oh yeah Um, so that'll okay that that's yeah, interesting. So that's so, that's too much of a variation. That seems pretty slight. It's not very much. Yeah, and I do want to get to my eye doctor and like say, look, just I'm not going to be devastated if I can't get a commercial license. It's it's always in my. I've always thought that I won't be able to. Mm-hmm. But I want to go to my doctor and be like, look, is there anything that is possible to do to correct this to 2020? Just just because if if it is possible, then maybe I would start thinking in that direction but if it's not i want to know so i can stop it's just so it's that's a door i can close yeah, you can you know just say I mean? well all right i can't do that right i'm surprised yeah, it, like i said it won't break my heart or anything because i've uh, i assume that i can't okay. but i would like to so the 2020 this is a dumb question i'm gonna get heat for this the 2020 thing is per eye it's not both eyes somehow do you know what I'm saying? Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Because 2020, the the two numbers don't refer to the two eyes. It refers to um, how close you have to be in order to see the same things that a person with with perfect vision can see at a different. So, so a better example. Instead of thinking about it 2020, to understand what what it means is, it's easier to think about non-perfect vision. So, if your vision is 2030, yeah. Then, what a what a person with twenty twenty vision can stand and see at thirty 
feet away. Yeah. You have to stand 20 feet away to see the same thing. Oh, it's feet? I didn't know that. I don't know if it's feet. It, it might just be... It I don't just think be it units. matters if it's feet or meters or whatever. Or because right. it's really just a ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So okay. if you have 20-50 vision, then, then what you can see, what you have to be 20 feet away from to see, someone else with... With twenty twenty vision, could be fifty feet away from NC. Well, the good news is this: so. you have better eyesight with one eye than I have in both my eyes t- total. Like, What's my, yours? I don't remember the number, but it's not even anywhere close to twenty twenty five. I mean, it's it's good enough to see for what I need to do for right. functioning. But if I needed to fly a plane, I don't think they'd let me. I'd be like. What's that? Oh, it's a bird. Where is it going? Right into our engine. Oh, no, I was wrong. It's a freaking Russian MiG, and we're all going to die. Like, I, I think I would misread things. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's yeah. a di- like it's definitely a distance thing, right? Like, you want to be able to see far enough. Like, close enough. Yeah. You got guys, you got guys in that cockpit who are, like, 60-year-old pilots who, you know, they got atrophied muscle movement in their eyes, so they're, they still got the good long distance, but they got to use, you know, readers for, for short stuff. Yeah, honestly, it's not it's not as much about seeing things that are far away, which seems counterintuitive because you're you're giving the example of a plane out right. in the distance. It's about seeing the instruments in front of you and stuff inside the plane. Oh, that's more important. Well, I'd be okay. Yeah, that's then. yeah, I might, yeah. I might make it because I think I can do. Well, I don't know. It might not be twenty twenty, but I think I can do twenty twenty ish right here, like instrument yeah. <laughs> distance. And you can be a private pilot with twenty twenty ish. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because you're just getting hired like a contractor, and off you go. Well, you're not. You can't get paid at all as a private. And it's it's funny, um, because you have to be careful about that. Some people will like get together, and like I could say, like me and some friends, like, hey, let's go on a trip. Yeah. Um, I'll fly us in my plane if I had one. Yeah. Or I'll rent a plane and we'll go, and everybody pitch in for for fuel and for the rental costs and all that kind of stuff, you have to be really careful because if the FAA for some reason decides to view that as them paying you to fly them, then you can get in trouble. <laughs> oh. So wait, so how does, like Post Malone's got a private jet. How does mm-hmm. he pay the guy that flies it? You know what I mean? The person who's flying it is probably a commercial pilot, so the, they can be paid to fly. Okay, I get it now. But you yeah, can't just like only a, dis- that's that's the main distinction between private and commercial pilot. Okay, so that's just a gig for them, like it would be working for Delta. It's just a different gig. Yeah, exactly. You're just like a limo driver. Okay. They call they often even call the the airline transport pilots. They call them bus drivers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is that seems derogatory somehow. I don't know why. Yeah, it's funny that I don't think they like being called that, but the airline pilots are are definitely viewed as like the the up the high echelon, the upper echelon of of pilots. You mm. have to you the the industry standard is you cannot even they won't even consider you to be a pilot at an airline if you don't have at least twenty five hundred hours of flight time. Oh my lord, yeah. that's almost as much time as I spent in uh, Skyrim one time. Hey. <laughs> Anyway, let's do this now. <laughs> coughing as I spent so much time on that treadmill. Uh, look who's joining us all the way from uh, another part of South Carolina. It's Brian Dunaway. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Bobby. Oh, hi. Hey. Hey, what's Brian? going on? How are man? you guys doing today? Pretty good. What are doing you doing? Well, I'm looking cool. out the window and seeing that the weather's not too bad today. How's it in your neck of the woods? 
Not too bad. The show was supposed to rain all week, and I'm only seeing sunshine. Mm. That's right. Holding it down here in South Carolina. How? Uh, <laughs> what's the temperature right now? Uh, around a little too warm for me, really. <laughs> yeah, it's around. Uh, I went for a walk earlier. It was in the 60s with the sun yep. beating down. My light jacket turned into a sweat box. Yeah, mm, you yeah. bastards! It's 17 degrees here. Yeah. We could not. I would not have that experience. <laughs> yeah, although it's hotter in Alaska, Ethan uh, says Ethan Kane, aka. Give it a couple good... months, you'll be laughing at us. Okay, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, well, <laughs> it's good to have you you here, uh, Brian. We're gonna play a game. It's a little different than You're... we usually do. We're gonna call it Bobby's Game or something. I don't know. It sounds like a <laughs> Bobby's, Bobby's Game, game. a booker. <laughs> it sounds like a book or a movie. Anyway, we're gonna do that. Oh, I'm thinking of Gerald's Game. That's why it sounds familiar. Anyway, this is nothing like Gerald's game. And Bobby's world. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's going to tie anybody up and then die of a heart attack and leave you to starve on a bed. Okay? That's not going to happen here. Let's just wait. Don't count it out yet. Yeah. Uh, Here's the fun Mm -hmm. part about this, though. We're not taking live calls, but we are going to uh, ask that if you want to win the prizes I'm going to send out, which I'll tell you about in a second, then you need to send me a DM in uh, Discord. I'm going to take the sixth person, number six. Just slide into Scott's Slide into my DMs. And uh, that person will receive a Frog Pants print and sticker pack, and I will send it anywhere in the world absolutely free. And it will include one of these new Lake Run stickers featuring Bo Schwartz of the Core Podcast jumping into a lake uh, to take a dump. (laughs) No. Uh, These are disturbed. uh, Do you have any listeners who are doing research in, in Antarctica? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I bet we could ask. Hey, any <laughs> that'd be, listeners? It would be do, hard to send it to there. Yeah, it would be hard to send it to there. But if, but even if they are, I think it'll go anywhere we send it. I think anywhere any the, anywhere that has a receiving address, I think I can do it. Even if it costs money, I don't care. We're doing it. So uh, if you want to win care. that, uh, you got to be the number six. We'll watch for that in a second. But in the meantime, Bobby's got a, a game for us. Bobby, how does this yep. work, and how are we going to do it? It's here? a it's a simple game. I'm going to present Scott and Brian Dunaway with statements that might be true or false, and they have to decide which one it is. I'll keep score. You're going to take turns, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll see who can who can logic out the most correct answers. Okay. I like who Brian's can fifty fifty the best? Yeah, yeah. Who can, who can flip coins the the most? <laughs> All right. Because isn't the, <laughs> the, the most rule, accurately the thing with coin flipping is you do it long enough, you end up with a perfect fifty fifty average, right? Yeah, yeah. That That's is a, how well as works. long as the coin is all equal. I mean, if it's isn't one side coin. of the coin heavier? Right? If it's a fair coin. Yeah. What's a not fair coin? Like mm-hmm. a weighted one or something? Coin that might be weighted more on one side than the other could have imperfections that could uh, skew the the uh, statistics a little bit. But, but aren't know, all coins the, the 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 U.S. Mint doesn't go through trouble to try to make sure a quarter is exactly weighted properly with the head side? Well, I know, side. but I mean, you've ever gotten a quarter in your pocket and like, wait a minute, what's wrong with this quarter? It looks like it got ran over by something, <laughs> or you know, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the ones that are flat on one side, sure, I get that. Or the ones that have yeah. heads on both sides, joke coins. <laughs> oh yeah, joke coins. Those are good. I could use a joke coin. Anyway, let's see if we can joke our way through these coins. Uh, Bobby, yep. lay it on us. What are, what's our first card? I guess I'll, we're going I'll back and forth. keep asking questions, and we'll go through it. You tell me when we've got time for one more, because I'm not keeping track of the time. Okay. Um, That's cool. And, uh, and we'll see. Right. So the first one will go to... Um, I'm going to flip a coin in my head, and it will go to Brian Dunaway. All right. Do it. All right. Here's the statement. You tell me if this is true or false. Here we go. Right, Guinea give pigs... It, give it. Wait until I get to the end, because there may be statements you want to declare true or false 
Oh yeah, so this isn't a rush to this isn't a rush to hit a button or based, anything, right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah, based on the based on the final twist. Yes, I got yep. you. All right, true. Guinea, pig, guinea pigs. Guinea pigs poop constantly, and that is that is true. Um, <laughs> uh, so guinea pigs poop constantly, <laughs> uh-huh. and often in the places where they eat, which is surprising because, despite coming from their own bodies, their poop is highly toxic and could kill them if accidentally ingested. Oh, I think I know this. I raise guinea pigs. I've had some uh, rodents in my house, but we've never had a, a guinea pig. They're neither guinea nor uh, pig. I don't know why they're called that. They don't look anything like a pig. And they aren't from guinea. They're right? not from new guinea, guinea or new right. guinea. Any of the guineas. Mm. Anyway. That should have been the question. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, so I mean... So it's deadly poisonous, like not just yeah, so, poisonous. So the crux deadly. of this question is that their poop yeah. is highly toxic and could kill them if accidentally ingested. They poop pretty dry, so... <laughs> Do they? I'm going to go... Yeah, pellets and stuff. Sure. I'm going to go true. true. You're, that's your I don't that's feel your good answer. about it, but I'm, I'm not, I don't feel good about it. I'm going true. Going true? All right. Well, the answer is false. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was an appropriate. That's noise. our new. Yeah. Oh, I should have uh, mentioned. If you get it right, you'll hear that. If you get it wrong, there's there's that. All right, it's Does false. That get, it's false. Okay. Does it's that clean as anything? They can eat it and re- recycle it thirty times. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing. And some people in the chat room have have hit it on the head. They might be guinea pig owners. Um, guinea pigs eat their own poop as a matter of normal mm. everyday function. Yeah, they're not. Um, it's not weird to them at all. They don't see it as right. off. So instead of a instead of a second, third, or fourth stomach, they just poop it out and process it twice. Right. Well, yeah, it's similar to how cows eat cud. In fact, right. Um, it's just coming out the other end. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Rabbits rabbits do this as well. Yeah, rabbits do it as well. I was going to say, and so do um, ferrets. Will sometimes eat their own poop and act like it's normal. Uh, I don't have any of those nasty animals. We did, and it's a mistake. (laughs) Never get a ferret. They freaking stink. They stink so bad. And they're the worst, and they can get in the tightest little spots, and you can't get them out. I had a friend who had one. They're adorable, and you just think, oh, I want to cuddle with that and have it run all around my arms. And, you know, that all sounds fun until you get one, and then you realize, I bought the stinkiest animal on the planet. It's so bad. You may as well have bought just the the tail end of a bonobo monkey just bought his bo- bought his butthole that's it that's that's what you get with a ferret uh yeah. so that means no points for brian so far my no turn. points so far, no for points. brian yep. Yep. I flipped they the eat coin their own poop it's how they do they just for more nutrition they want to get every bit of nutrition they can out of it so right. that's right <laughs> um all right you ready scott yeah i'm ready give it here's the next one the brightest star in the sky of the northern hemisphere yeah. is the star Sirius, located near the constellation. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm serious, and I shed light. That's the on statement. You. The brightest star is the star Sirius. Uh, in the in the sky of well, our in the in yeah of our of our viewable universe our that planet. we can see of our planet of the, no, of the northern hemisphere at least, which is really honestly yeah. that's the best hemisphere. Let's be honest. It's pretty good. No offense to all you guys down low there. You have some good weather, though. Some of you. Um, uh, I'm going to say that that is a little outside of my wheelhouse, but I'm going to say, I'll say sure, true. It's true. I don't true. know. You're saying true? Yeah. All right. You're, sh- you're, you're sure it's not something like Polaris, the North Star? No, I'm, I, well, I maybe, but I'm sticking with my answer. I'm going to say true. All right. 
It is true. You're right. Yeah. Woo. That's one point I was for hoping, Scott. I was hoping to maybe get you with that North Star thing. Well, I, I could tell you were. That helped me. Con, that confirmed I needed to double down. That confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. your your answer had already been locked in when I tried to tease you with that, but I thought maybe you'd already known about the North Star. But anyway, no. a lot of people do think that the brightest star is Polaris, the North Star, and that that's why we people use it to navigate, but that's not true. It's not the brightest star. In fact, it's like the 50th brightest star. But it's good for navigation, though, right? Yeah, it is good for navigation, though. Do you know why? Is it because it's not the brightest star and it's a little easier to track? Like it's, that doesn't uh, make any sense, so no. <laughs> right. All right. It's kind of by its, it's more in an area by itself, maybe. It is it's, about it's where it's located. The, it's, high, it's high in the sky. Is that the deal? Maybe. It's, it's because it's located above the celestial pole, which is above the, oh. the, uh, the, the part of the sky above the North Pole that doesn't move. So it always right. will guide you to North. Less wobble. So it's, a, it's, okay. re- it's reliable. You can count on it. That's the other yes. thing. Okay. Very All right. reliable. That's why old maritime That's not ship a star. People. That's Mars. Yeah. How would you? <laughs> Brian, did you see the big bear on Mars? The big bear face? Have you, not, have big, you seen big that? Big bear face. Big I, bear face. I, I yeah. guess I got to send cute. you that if you haven't seen it. It's cute. It's really cute. All right. Anyway, there's that. All right. Next up. Oh, it's Brian's turn again. Yep. Scott's got a point. Yes, he does. Scott's right. got a point. All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. Now, some of these are leftover ones that we didn't use before, so if I accidentally uh, repeat a question, please let me know, because I might not have marked it off and said I asked it. (laughs) All right. All right. Here's the question. Water, this is it. It's very simple. Water Water does not. True. (laughs) You got it. You got it, dude. Wow. Water does not conduct electricity. Oh, that feels like a trick. That does feel like a trick. <clears throat> yep. But I think you're Define up to the water. You got this. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just outside. It's, it's against the rules. <laughs> right. I mean, they oh, always talk. Oh, I don't like want to help. Trick. I don't want to help you. Never mind. I was going to say something. Right. Yeah. Trying to win here. Oh, because it feels like a trick and I don't feel like thinking too hard about it. Oh, water does not conduct electricity is what you're saying. That's correct. The, That's the statement. The, so, right, pure water does not conduct electricity. Is basically what we're saying. That is what we're saying. Yeah, you you can but change the words with, if you want. Yes, right. But water, water. When we think of water, we we think of we we say, oh, it's H two O. But there's a lot of things in water that is not. H2O. That's true. That's true. So, so if you want me to define water, I will say H2O. Yes. Just H2O. Yeah, like pure yep. freaking water. Say, yeah, I'm going to say that no, water itself, H2O, does not. I think it's the, I think it's the bed for it. Yes, I'm going to say it. So go, yeah, yeah. You're saying so no. You're saying it's, so you're I'm, saying, I'm saying water true? does not. Correct. Water does not conduct electricity. I'm about to be educated. Do it to me, Bobby. Give me well, the education. Well, it is true. Oh, nicely oh. done. Well done. It is true. It's surprisingly right. true. Water does not conduct electricity, and you hit it. The okay. nail on the head, Brian. It's pure water. is actually an insulator. It does not conduct electricity. So wait a minute. If I'm in a tub and someone drops a uh, toaster in there, 
that's plugged in. Oh, you got so you got so much stuff in that water. That is not H two O. That is right. <laughs> there so is, is so much filth in that water. Is that what it does? Is that what it is then? The impurities. That in there is and exactly stuff? what it is. The okay. reason water seems to conduct electricity and is famous for conducting electricity is because it has a bunch of impurities or ions in the water, which which do transmit electrical charge. It's um, it's in fact a common science experiment to add salt to water and make it more conductive. Oh, yes. don't do that. Don't take um, a salt bath and then dump your radio in there. Don't do that. You should not rely on this fact, though, because it's very, <laughs> very hard to have pure water. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. We're, we're not and even what, talking about like, uh, your, yeah. And once you put your body part in there, <laughs> it's no longer pure water. You yeah. are like sloughing off all kinds of crap. Yeah. Once you put it into a glass, once you expose it to air, it is not pure anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I don't know what body part you're putting in there, but I like the way you said it. <laughs> big like toe. All right, I, big toe. Do you only the, put the one fungus? body part into the bath? I mean, if you had to put one, mm-hmm. in, well, you always go feet first, right? So it's your feet, your nasty ass feet. That's the deal. It's your nastiest feet. Uh, we are currently <laughs> sitting at a one-to-one tie at the moment. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. No matter what, the All sixth right. person who writes me gets the prize, by the way. There's no real, there's nothing so this on the is line just for, for bragging rights. Yeah, it's just for funds. I just oh, want to make great. sure we gave something out. So, All right, what's my next one? All right, here's another one. Ready? Yeah. The statement is, for Scott, an asteroid hitting the Earth killed all the dinosaurs. Woohoo. Um... I mean, that's such a blanket statement. I'm going to say false because I don't think all the dinosaurs were killed. Plus, it took time. It wasn't like, bam, everyone's dead. There was, you know, basically the equivalent of nuclear fallout. There was cloud, you know, dust in the clouds carrying from continents, all that stuff. So I'm going to say, no, it's false that they were killed because I think it's the way you ask the question. So, yes, false. (laughs) I like the idea of thinking of all the dinosaurs huddled up. And then the asteroid hitting them. Right. I like that idea. They all yeah, got together. Too. They saw it coming and they were like, oh, let's, uh, what right. is that? Because uh- I don't think <laughs> we got. This here, like, our, ride is, our ride is here. Let's all like, gather together. Like I was thinking like right. alligators, crocs, lizards, um, monitors, that kind of stuff, snakes, whatever, birds even. Birds. Like, they, they made it and they didn't make it in one hour. It's like they all went, all right. Right. I was, I was shortening the water. I'm good. I don't, I don't think it was that. So I'm going to say no. All right. Well, the the real answer is false. You're right. You're correct. It's uh, the asteroid hitting here. Killed by the cold. Were you good at those types of like SAT questions, true false questions? You was because you because you're that's a good strategy, which is which is large, all encompassing statements tend to be false, right? Yeah, that's true. Also, so my SATs were always really good, except for math. Terrible. Terrible. Just a horrible math student. Oh my gosh, I'm so horrible. Yeah. I know. So the, I know it's two is, to one so, right now. That's the only math I know for sure. So yeah. <laughs> so the uh, I was counting though in this statement. I was counting all the fallout from from the from the asteroid, like all those clouds you were talking about. But yeah. still, the asteroid and and its you know the 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 subsequent winter that followed right, right. from all the stuff in the atmosphere only it, it, when it struck it did kill 80 percent of all life on earth oh my um, lord but it did not kill all the dinosaurs it killed a lot of the dinosaurs but mostly those that were over 50 pounds yeah the, the biggins yeah yeah a lot of the small dinosaurs survived and guess what if you knew that birds like you did if you knew that birds and you you hinted at this and you said it i watched yeah. jurassic park yeah we know if birds 
evolved from dinosaurs, <clears throat> then of course they couldn't have all died. Mm-hmm. Or they couldn't have evolved mm-hmm. in, into birds. Or they wouldn't have been too that quick, or they wouldn't have been already all set and ready to rock as birds. You know, like they weren't all I love like, watching uh, <laughs> I love watching documentaries where they fully feather out dinosaurs. Yeah. With, oh with, yeah. With, make them colorful. Oh, love feathered that. up dinosaurs are badass, dude. I think yeah, cool. all colored up and everything. Yeah, love it. instead of just slate gray looking things, I, I like that. Yeah, instead of slate naked. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> Dinos. We have no idea. I mean, we have an idea, but we don't have the perfect idea. Anyway, all right. So it's two to wait. Two to yeah. Two to one. Two to, Brian. to one. The pressure's two on. True or false? The score is two to one. <laughs> um, all right. You ready for one, Brian? Yeah. Give me it. All right. Here's the statement. Many species of cacti contain significant stores of water that can be used as an emergency source in the desert. Benny? (laughs) Now, I didn't say all. This isn't one of those all-or-nothing statements. Many species of cacti contain significant stores of water that can be used as an emergency source in the desert. Right. If you've seen movies don't drink cactus water. Isn't that, like, super dangerous to drink cactus water? Well, only That's, I don't know. That's the question. Well, I guess that is the question. If he tells you that, <laughs> then you probably get the answer. <laughs> I feel like I'm being tricked. I'm going to say false because they they drink. Okay, so drinkable water, right? Potable water. Yeah, something you could drink right. and not die. Yeah, an emergency source. You don't have anything to drink. Emerge- you need to. Oh. Might not taste tap, the best. Tap a cactus. Now, now emergency source has got me backing out. <laughs> now, no, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm I, I'm I'm breaking each word. I'm I'm writing a sinus diagram over here. I'm going. Mm, 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 mm. What does he you, mean by emergency? You've beamed down right. to a what planet. What do you mean by? Uh, Kirk's like, what, hey, don't die, does, red shirt, and the red shirt says, I'm what trying does this is cactus. mean? Is? What does is mean? I don't know. Ask Clinton. He <laughs> he knew what is meant. I'm gonna just for fun. I'm gonna say, just to break everybody's belief, because that's what everybody thinks. So I'm going to go counter to what everybody thinks and go, I'm just to blow everybody's mind and go, no. Okay. False. It's not false. That, that, yeah, don't be, don't be drinking none of that cactus water juice. It's liquid. It's not really like water. It doesn't like, yeah. it's more like goo. It's like the thick it's like and liquid. aloe, right? Yeah, it's like aloe. Yeah. yeah. I think as, it is. As a, as a man of the desert, do you already know the answer to this, Scott? Uh, well, <laughs> man of the desert. I don't actually know for sure. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that it's not the liquid water people think it is. I don't think you can just wring it out. I think it's like aloe and not very... I, I just can't imagine this is going to be good. You're going to get sick at the least, is my guess. So I'm thinking his yeah. falseness Yeah, then you're going to lose more water. Yeah. It's kind of like you're sur- you're in the ocean surrounded by water. Don't drink it. Yeah, right. it's like right. that. So, so, so Brian Dunaway is correct. The answer is false. Nicely done. <laughs> never, never try to get sustenance from a cactus in the desert. <laughs> at first um, it hurts. Well done. <laughs> Most cacti are, in fact, toxic. You should not eat them. Um, uh, they have an alkali poison in them, and it'll fry your kidneys. You'll be done. Yeah, nice. Um, Everything about a cactus says back off. Yeah, get yeah. get the hell yeah. away from me. Yeah, exactly. Why would you want to? Mess yeah, with that? and in fact, they've evolved to be poisonous because guess what? We're not the only ones who would want to get water from them no. in the desert. Right. There no. are other animals there. In fact, we're, so, we're, close, we're probably close to the last who would, you know? There's other... Yeah, so uh, so in order to make it so that other animals won't try to seek them out for water, they're poisonous. They yeah. they, they protect themselves by, by having an alkali poison inside of them. So your best chance at survival in the desert is to just hunker down in the shade and hope for the best. Hope for <laughs> yes. the best. 
Uh, so yeah. this okay. Yeah. So I think this next question is going to be our tiebreaker because uh, it's ten o'clock. We got Tom coming up. Uh, this right. is the big one. If I get this so? wrong, Brian wins. No, no. If I get this wrong, we're tied forever. Tie. If I get this, I've one got right, a tiebreaker that makes more sense. You ready? Yeah, go. Give it. Um, both of you are going to be thinking about this at the same time, and the first one to give me the answer wins. Okay. okay. Yeah, got it. Okay. It's not true or false. I'm asking for an answer. And you'll probably hear him okay. first because okay. you're in the same state, which means you're on the same back part of the backbone. You're going to get less latency from Brian than you are me. So, Brian, you actually have a slight advantage here. Take, make sure you use it. Yeah. All we'll right. See. Here we go. Ready? We'll see. Which letter does not appear on the periodic table of elements? Oh, my gosh. One second. Uh, I'll ring um, in and say X. I don't know. X? No, X is definitely on there. Is it? Um, I'm going to say... Oh, shoot. I'm going through them as quick as I can. Let's take it. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That one's in there. That one's in there. Uh, uh, I, no. I, seven. No. I. <laughs> <laughs> seven. That's. I like it. That's a good answer. Uh, no. Why, he says why I say X. Who got no, it? Yeah. Did you say why? What did you say? Neither of you have, have said, said the correct I. answer yet. Oh, you said nope. I. It's not I? Yeah. Nope. All right. I, every every letter I go through feels like the the it's in there. I'm looking at the chat now. I just brought it up just to see what they said. They're all no one. They don't know either. Look at that. It's all over the place. F. T, someone says Y. Someone says B. Someone says J. Well, maybe, <laughs> that might be why they do that. Q. Is it Q? It's probably Q. I'm thinking F. Is it F? So, so Q is not the answer that I had, but I'm looking through the periodic table. I don't think Q appears either. Oh, so I will give it to uh, technically to Scott because my criteria was whoever said the letter first. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was that was the secret of winning. Oh shoot, I should have just said (laughs) ABC. Should have just (laughs) gone. Because the other one that I had on the list was J. J does not appear. J does not appear. J. Dad, going. I skipped through J. It doesn't mean that we might get down the road a new element's discovered and we give it a new thing and put a j in we there. give it we give it we call it j- jam yeah jam the new element yeah. of jam mm-hmm. mm. jam conium yeah jam conium <laughs> it's good on a slice of unob unobjanium yeah unob- no, unobtained janium it's very nice uh well Jam. well done and let's uh let's announce the winner here because i haven't even actually looked at who is number six uh we got uh hold on we got one two three four five six ladies and gentlemen uh, Ethan Kane, aka Amos, is the oh. sixth person to pipe in, Amos. and he will be winning these things. I like Amos a lot; he's a good dude, and I'd love to send yeah. him some stuff. So I'm gonna, uh, Amos, watch for that uh, the private DM coming to you soon, and I'll hook you up with uh, some cool stuff up there in Alaska. And congratulations to you. Oh, I guess I could play this for you. Congratulations, yeah, you're a winner. Well done. You know who else is a winner? You guys for tuning in later today for the uh, yeah. for the play retro show where Brian and I are going to talk about the R-rated movies turned games of our youth, and you'll be surprised how many of them got made before the movies came out and had subsequently nothing to do with the with the movies. That's real weird. Uh, how that stuff went down. Time. But, yeah, we're talking how Rambo. How did we get Die Hard? It's a rated R movie. How I do know. you do that? How do oh, we do I it? Know. You have you have feet health. That's yep. right. This game has feet health. Feet feet health, and it's got uh, what's his name yep. saying? Shoot the vents. It's pretty or in the ducks. Shoot the ducks. 
the ducks. Yeah. Ducks? No, the ducks. It's a du- it's a shooting game with ducks in it. No, you got to shoot. You got to find uh, uh, John McClane, and he's in the ducks, is what we've been told. So anyway, uh, the NES and the world of rated R turned kid friendly video games. That's later today on Play Retro, where every except, except for the uh, except for the one where where he goes to Mars and he shoots his wife. That's not kid friendly. No, at all. that's not kid friendly totally at all. Cool. No, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Brian, kiss our butts. All right, he's gone. <laughs> he didn't have time to say no, you, which I feel bad about. But what are you going to do? All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, Tom Merritt will join us. Uh, I just made sure he's good. He's good. In fact, he answered. I said, "Hey, running a little late. Talk to you soon." He says, "No provolone." That's uh, that's cheese speak for no problem. Say, <laughs> so we're all good there. Uh, uh, so here's the deal. I don't have any music from Brian. So instead today, I have decided to share with people a couple of my favorite. Uh, video game music tracks. There's a, a couple advantages to this. Number one, it shouldn't get us kicked off any streaming services. <laughs> uh, but two, I also like video game music a lot. And um, if you come to pre-show on the show, you'll hear me play it a lot. And so I'm going to do that today. Today we start with a uh, middle selection. And I'm sorry for the timing here. Hold on, i got to bring it up. Uh, this is the only good thing I can say about the game it's based on. Uh, back in 20... What was it? 2013, I think. Yeah, 2013. Uh, everyone was very excited because Electronic uh, Arts was re- uh, releasing a brand new kind of reboot, restart of the SimCity games called Simply SimCity. And it was expected to be really cool. What they'd shown at E3 looked amazing. Everybody was stoked. It turns out it was hot garbage. It was not a good game. Uh, it was riddled with issues, mostly dealing with EA and their business plans and stuff like that. Um, but it features one of the greatest video game soundtracks I think ever made. And I think partly why I like it is just so perfectly suited to the content. So I'm going to play the Sim City theme, uh, about a three-minute song. This is all written by Chris Tilton, by the way. He is a, uh, a, a good author of video game music. This isn't his first time to the rodeo, but I think it's his best. And so I am going to play that song. And when we come back, it'll be Tom Merritt and Recommendals and more. So stay tuned. Thank you. 
Intuition test time. What snack is behind my back? Are you ready? It's popcorn. Did you guess right? If you did, congratulations. And listen to the song of my people. Shalalaha. Donald Gleason. The Morning Stream. Stand by. Affirmative. One, two, three, Mae West. Hey, wait a minute. They're going to strafe them in the water. Request permission to arm and fire. The long one. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you, Scott Fletcher. And thank uh, you guys for uh, hanging out there. That was, again, uh, the uh, artist. His name is, there it is, Chris Tilton. The SimCity soundtrack from 2013. It's available streaming on both Spotify and Apple Music if you're looking for it there. Or, of course, uh, you can find it on YouTube. And it's a fantastic uh, soundtrack. It's very good. I have another one lined up for the end of the show, which is very different. So stick around for that. All right. Well, we've done that now. Time to get Tom on the line. What do you think of that? You like that? I love it. I do too. I like having Tom on. He's a good guy with good things to say. And uh, I bet today's no different. So let's get in there. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. That man is Tom Merritt. He joins us as he does every Wednesday to talk about the latest and greatest in tech news around the world and around you. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, Tom Merritt, uh, thanks for joining us once again, and welcome back to the show. Yes, like uh, like the arms of technology, I embrace you with news oh wonderful uh, there's some <laughs> samsung business going down or something today yeah yeah we're gonna be talking about that uh once it happens later today samsung unpacked uh you're by the time a lot of people listen to tms uh on demand it, all the details are out there but it's probably not gonna be that surprising uh new samsung galaxy s and uh probably a tablet you think the, the, the get any note? Or is the note done? Is it just now the the big the big galaxy is the note? Uh, no, the note usually was announced separately. Uh, uh and w- but it is on hiatus as they go for the fold. Mm-hmm. I, I think the idea is to see if they can just switch all the note partisans over to the fold. Yeah, uh, which seems to be working. So yeah, I I would guess you won't see another note. Hey, uh, out of Samsung. <laughs> Their singing days are over. I don't want to hear one more note out of them. Are they, are they, uh, so the Fold's doing good? The, you know, for, yeah, the, the Fold is doing well for them. The, mm. Both the Flip and the Fold are okay. the two foldables. And I think the Flip is actually selling even a little better, but the Fold makes more money because it's more expensive. Yeah. I'm interested in, in that. Whatever the fruition of that is, like right now they're a little thick for me, like it's a big old fat yeah. looking thing. But at some point, it feels like that's the road we're going down. I don't know. I could I, be wrong. I never see but, them. I've only ever seen one out in the wild. Yeah, they're pretty weird. I used one at the store, and uh, it was weird. <laughs> it's it's cool though. Like I can tell why people who like them like them, and I can tell why Samsung is betting that it, there's a future yeah. in that. Um, and and know. and again. 
that's not what's going to be announced. No, no, none of this will happen today. Because I know there's somebody out there like only half listening. So, oh, I guess there's a new fold. No, there's not. (laughs) Uh, It's it's going to be the Galaxy S23, the Galaxy Book 3. Um, I don't know. There might be another accessory in there. I'm not sure. Well, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, What else is uh, percolating today? What do we have? Oh, Netflix. Netflix is coming for your sharing. Uh They're they're finally uh, releasing it worldwide. uh, Crackdown on sharing. And they put up some rules in their help center. So what they're going to be doing is not as simple as where are you logging in? Uh, They're going to look for patterns of behavior. So what IP addresses do you normally use? And is this one a little different? Uh, what device ID is being used to log in? And is this one different? And does one device ID always come from out of the house? Uh, and and one device ID always in the house? Uh, and general account activity, like what kinds of things are being lo- watched? Uh, they're being a little cagey about how they're determining it because they don't want people to game it. But they will decide whether they think you are connected at your primary location or not. Uh, they will know your primary location by the network you log in on. So mm-hmm. they they say Wi-Fi, but you know, <laughs> if you're just wired, it would still work. Uh, they're right. gonna know like, oh, you're logged in from you know Salt Lake City, Utah. So we we know that that's your home location. They will, if they think you're logging in from outside the house, prompt you to sign uh, into your account elsewhere. Uh, and and uh, and instead block your account until you do. Oh, so, geez. <laughs> so, right. so they'll say like, "Hey, it looks like you're signing in from from outside. We're gonna block your stuff until you you've signed in uh, from the same device in your home location." Oh my god. Uh, that's that's if you're like. I don't know if you're if you're logged in on something else, but you're at home. You you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're traveling, if you're vacationing, a lot of people have had this question: right. like, wait a minute, what if I'm just taking a trip and I, I want to use my Netflix? Um, users who want to use Netflix on a hotel, smart TV, company laptop uh, can request a temporary code from the service when signing in. That will give you access to your account for seven consecutive days. Okay. So if you're on the road and you get the pr- the prompt that's like, hey, looks like you're not in your home location. We're going to block you. You can say, send me a code. And it doesn't say it'll send it by email. So I don't know if it sends it to a home device or if it just sends an email to you. Uh, but theoretically, you would, you, would ha- you would get that code if you're the account owner. Mm, uh, right. If you're not the account owner, you wouldn't. Uh, you can, however, make a device trusted so that it will never be blocked. Oh, you can make a device so that it'll it'll never run into that check, and even when you're traveling, it'll be fine. And the way you do that is to log in from your home network connection uh, once every 31 days. You have to log in, open the app or the website, and watch something on that device, and then Netflix will kind of whitelist that device and and will not block it and if you travel it's fine okay so this sort of stuff's easy to get all worked up about but i don't think that sounds so bad that sounds okay i mean i've got i have a situation right now where my son uses our login for netflix that's probably gonna have to end because this will flag that like he'll well could he come to your house once every 31 days (laughs) yeah that's actually he comes about once a week so yeah you know what you're right he could do if, that. again it's a little little clunky if if you're logging into netflix from a smart tv app and the smart tv 65 inches but if it's just a laptop 
he can he can make that device work right and if you're doing there's gonna be a lot of little workarounds like that but if you've got this whitelisted device and you take it on vacation with you let's say it's a an ipad pro yeah yeah like i use for watching stuff when i'm gone um then you're that's no different than what i already did like that's fine that seems fine like the whitelisted like trusted device thing seems like a decent way for me to not feel overly taxed by this i understand the seven day thing seems a little weird but if you can do the whitelisted device just do that yeah for (laughs) i'm gonna run into this where i'm gonna be like ah i forgot to log in at home on this ipad that i never watched netflix on at home and now i want to watch it on the plane uh and now i don't have a network connection that's good uh or actually on the plane i would have downloaded it so i probably would have but yeah i'm in the hotel and i want to watch something sure. claire gack uh, is bringing up an interesting one uh you you go uh and just park outside the house uh of someone you no longer live with but you're sharing a netflix account <laughs> log in yeah. and authorize now the it, you would have to have the cooperation of the person involved because you can go in and deauthorize any app or any device that's logged in on your account uh, oh, so yeah. so on your side, you can just get anything off your. You can kick anything off if you want. Right, that makes sense. Um, BioCow is this idea that Netflix should charge by the inch. So how big your TV is, or how small your TV is, is how Netflix should, <laughs> is obviously a very different business model. But uh, I don't a- think Amos has a really good one, which is they've got a dual household. They've got they've got a, a, a his wife is is in Washington State. He's in Alaska. Uh, it's legit. They're a household. Yeah. So, and it's not like he's going to fly down every 31 days with with his television and his Roku box or whatever, right? And and log in. So that's going to be annoying. DHL Um, your iPad over there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like that. That's a good point because there is no one size fits all probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are going to be a lot of edge cases like that. And those are going to be the big headlines, right? This is not going to affect most people. Uh, except for people who are doing what Netflix doesn't want them to do, which is sharing an account with someone who doesn't live in their house at all. Like, you know, but then there's legitimate edge cases like Amos is talking about that. I I think any corporation is going to say, you know what, we'll just, we'll just deal with the bad press over those edge cases. It's worth it. And that's unusual. Netflix for, for years was like, you know what, if you're sharing, that's just promoting. Uh, But their shareholders have put pressure on them as they've reached saturation in North America to say, well, you could have, there's, there's estimated a hundred million subscribers sharing. Now, granted, not all of those are going to start paying if you kick them off. Right. Right. But even if only one percent of them do that's a million subscribers right sure, sure, uh, and right. when you're at saturation that's another million that you could you could bring into the tank so yeah they're going after small percentages here but they're at the point where that is at least growth well i don't want to be cons- conspiratorial but i i just wonder you know just wonder if breed hastings is making his hasty exit from netflix right before all this <laughs> You know, he's like, I'm retiring. I'm handing it over to this other guy. It's been a great run, everybody. 20-something, five years, whatever it's been. I'll see you later. And then, bam, they have to enforce this new this new hotness. And he doesn't have to tell him. He doesn't have to answer to anybody anymore. That is definitely not why he stepped <laughs> down. But it certainly is a benefit, right? Yeah. Like It's like, oh, you know, I'm glad I planned this for now. Because I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. It's like yeah. when, it, when you leave any job, there's always that one thing that you're like, and I won't miss that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he would definitely not miss this. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially the aftermath of, like, if it's really 100 million people, let's say. 
mm-hmm. that did do sharing. And what percentage does belly up and pay? It, that'll be weird. Like, I want to know what that if, if it ends up being like a lot or very little, like that's a shareholder problem, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, the shareholders just want it to be done. And any increase will will make the shareholders say, see, it was worth it. We got more people. A mm. um, bunch of people in the chat are saying what, what people always say is, well, I'm going to cancel if, if I run into this. Yeah. Uh, more people always say that. Now, you mean it. I know you mean it. Of course. But a lot of other people say it mm. and then don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's what the numbers have shown. So I wouldn't expect they're going to lose a lot of people from this. What I think the biggest risk for them will be is that they will run into a situation where uh, they misjudged an edge case or one of these has a side effect that nobody anticipated uh, and is and and they have a bunch of negative press that they have to deal with, and that could cause some people uh, yeah. to to have a backlash against them. Right. Yeah, but the, you know, like they have a whole department of people whose job is to look at the statistics, to look at market trends, to crunch the numbers, and they have determined at the end of the day that the amount of subscribers that they will gain from doing yes. this. Exactly, will be greater than the amount that they will. Yeah, lose that seems like a that seems yeah. obvious. And and the only the only thing to watch for is uh, oh, more people are running into this problem than they expected because that throws right. their calculations off. Yeah. Also, iCore is now going to cancel Netflix just to spite me uh, because I said that. <laughs> that they I didn't count full, on that. No, I fully support that. Yeah, here's one. I'm I'm perpetrating an unintended side effect right now. Right. Yeah. Put that in the reason you quit when they give you a little form there. <laughs> Put Tom Merritt is the. <laughs> yes, everyone, uh, yeah. everyone do that. Please do that. And in, in, in about six Tom months, Merritt you're said start I seeing, wouldn't. Yeah, he's, yeah he said I wouldn't. Six months, you're going to start seeing that on a list of things to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tom that's Merritt amazing. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Uh, well, that's an uh, interesting discussion we're going to have about that, of course, and much more. I think Rob Dunwood's on today as well. Is he part of the deal? Yeah, today? yeah. Rob's coming in because uh, he's a, a Android user, big Samsung fan. Uh, so we're having him on to to give us the the user perspective on on Unpacked. So that's going to be fun too. Always enjoy hanging out with that guy. So looking forward to the Wednesday edition of DTNS today. Check it out today at two p.m. Mountain Time. Tom Merritt, anything else you're doing on the side or otherwise you'd like to mention? Well, you know, I've been uh, walking the dog, mm. and you know, yeah. I went to the Harry Styles concert. Oh, on Sunday. how'd that go? Um, it was it was fun. It was yeah. really fun. Does yeah. he smell as good as everyone says he smells? <laughs> I didn't get close enough to be able to judge, but I he looked like he smelled great. All right, yeah. I've always you keep hearing this, or I've heard it a few times that Harry Styles is the best smelling guy in in, in music today. And I don't. Know. Well, I I didn't find any evidence to the contrary. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I would uh, if I got close enough, I'd take a whiff. I'd do it. <laughs> Uh, but a couple couple of irons in the fire coming up. Uh, one's a little farther off. Uh, we are going to relaunch Know a Little More in April uh, with some additional production. We're going to make go- a good use of Amos, uh, who's always done the editing for it. Uh, but I've, I've always, I haven't really made full use of his talents. And Justin Robert Young's Dog and Pony Audio, uh, Dog and Pony Show Audio, is going to come in and, and, and spice some things up as well. So Know a Little More is going to get prettier. Oh, uh, starting nice. with RSS. Look for that mm. in April. And then a word with Tom Merritt is coming back uh, with a few different interviews uh, to be scheduled. The, the one that I've nailed down is Derek Gould, uh, the beat writer for baseball and the St. Louis Cardinals in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch going to come on and we're going to talk. We're going to talk about sports. Oh, my gosh, Tom. That seems knowing you as long as I've known you, that seems huge. 
This seems- it's huge. It's yeah. huge. For me, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I grew up uh, venerating the beat writer of the St. Louis Cardinals in, in the post. Uh, so yeah. having the, the current holder of that chair is, is pretty fun. That's I can't awesome. Wait to talk to him. Yeah, very cool. Very exciting. Uh, well, all right. I'll look forward to all of that and more. And, of course, uh, DTNS Today. Everybody check that out. It's Tom Meredith's Detect on Twitter. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye now. Bye, Tom. All right. That was great. Always good to have Tom on. I say. Always. I say. All right, let's get... He's a fine fellow. Yeah, he's a fine... You know, find a better guy. You can't do it. It's not possible. Good luck. You just can't find him. He's not out there. This better guy, this myth- mythical try, better try guy. Try it, you can't. You Try it, you can't. Prove it, you can't. It's time for us to do a little recommending of recommendals, things we've seen this week or recently on streaming services that we'd like to come to you and say, hey, check these out. You'll like them, too. Joining us as always, we have Nicole Spagnolo. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hey. Guess what? What? I've never met Bobby. Oh, well, that's true. Bobby and Nicole our, together our at last have hovered around each other. Yeah, and <laughs> he's. Uh, I guess you've never <laughs> met in person, but first time on the air. Yeah, that's cool. That's well, great. Have you ever gone to Nerdtacular? I have not. No. He has not. Okay, so we definitely did. He's been to two, or no, so he's been to one Ve- TMS Vegas. TMS Vegas last year yep. was the first Frog Pants event I had the courage to show up at. And Nicole went to 2018s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yep. So there's a big divide there. But yeah, we uh, maybe one day, one day, these two will I, meet. Claire, I wish I was coming to Vegas. I'm still recovering from my my sickness. So. Yeah, I, my guess is it, by April, it, hopefully things are better. But you know, you never know. April might be weird. It's it's slow. It's so slow. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, well, I look forward to that. Uh, also with us, Randy Jordan, aka Randy Deluxe. Hello, Randy. Good morning, morning stream. Can Nicole? Can you believe it has been 15 years since I met you at the Las Vegas Hilton? Whoa! Brag really? about it. Why don't 15 Whoa. years? <laughs> that really that long? Holy crap! Yep. That's yep. crazy. I, wow! I was. Wow. I just happened upon uh, their podcast. I happened upon the Wood Whisperer. Uh, before, it was you and Patrick, right? You and Patrick right before, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick was there. Um, Molly Lynn was there. It was, uh, it was a, just an awesome time. We met Veronica Belmont in person yep. for the first time that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, just uh, like 15 years. They, they still had the Star Trek experience at that Hilton. It was still a thing. Remember that? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. and Scott, yeah. you were there for like a second I and then there. you left. I was there for like a day, not even a day. <laughs> and I got so sick that I just, oh. I finally was like, I got to get out of here. I guess get out of here. So we left. We went. To, I went and recuperated in uh, St. George, about an hour north. And uh, we thought about going back, but by the end of all that, we we're just like, oh, we're we're done. We're spent. But yeah, that that kind of sucked. But I did get to see everybody. I got to see Patrick. I got to ride in a minivan with Patrick. That was fun. <laughs> Didn't think that would ever happen to me, but it did. On a different oh trip gosh. out there, I I toured Vegas for Patrick. I took him all around Las Vegas on a different trip, and that was that was really fun. Oh, I'll bet yeah. Uh, he's he's a he's a really good tour uh, uh, patron. He's a good patron of a tour guy. Yeah, he's a whatever patron that, of the whatever that word is. of the tours. Exactly. He's uh, not a tourist. No, he's just a dork. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's good to have you both here. We're going to do some uh, recommendals. Everybody's got them. And uh, we're going to start with this order this week. We're going to start with Nicole, actually, at the top of the show. Uh, oh. Nicole, uh, anything to say about your clip before I play it? All right. So this is going to be a documentary. Yeah. And I hope 
that this is received well. Don't be, don't get defensive. This is all for the good if you're in a relationship. So it could, there's a thing called the default parent. Okay. It's a thing. All right. So most of the time, not all of the time, it's usually the, the, the mom. Yeah. So the mom has the things in the brain, like, okay, so-and-so, they haven't had a dentist appointment. I need to do a dentist appointment. We got to get established. We got to do all these little things. Mm. Like, and it's just a invisible workload that happens. Um, for me, when I got sick, I didn't realize how much I did mm. Mm. <laughs> until I couldn't do anything. And it's, it's been, it's been weird and, uh, a weird journey just from that perspective. Hmm. Um, and this documentary kind of dives into that invisible work. It's meant to be helpful. Um, and here it is. It came out last year. Okay, here we go. Play it right now. I had the breast pump in the diaper bag in the passenger seat of my car. I was racing to get Zach at his toddler transition program. I had a client contract in my lap. The pen would stab me in the vagina. Seth decided to send me a text. I'm surprised you didn't get blueberries. I remember thinking to myself, I'm the default for literally every single household in domestic tasks for my family. When I became a mom, I felt like my identity completely changed. I really didn't understand the amount that she had to endure. Es una presión tremenda. Tremenda, yeah. It goes back to the twisted notion of, well, you just got to ask for their help. I don't want to ask. What time? Yeah, I have two phone calls from work already. Thank you. I became obsessed with a quest to figure out what was happening to us. Interesting. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So stressful though. <laughs> <laughs> that seems stressful. It like I said, it's going to be yeah. hard for, for some people to watch this documentary, mm. but if you care about your partner and you want it to get like better, like that, the one thing where she said, if you just ask me, she's like, I don't want to have to ask you. That's me managing your task. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you need to invest in, and the, and it it doesn't just complain. The documentary is called Fair Play, so it's not just a complaining documentary. It's like you can actually work together to to help your partner mm -hmm. to be part of everything. So, like for mm -hmm. for Mark, he's really stepped up and helped me so much. But there there was a period of time where he was asking me tons of questions, and I'm like. I can't even think right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is, it's just about, you know, recognizing it's there, building on your communication. And, and I like that it highlighted not just one family, but many families and they highlight a highlighted a Hispanic family mm -hmm. and that, you know, they're, trials and like the workload of the mom and the workload of the dad and, and how it shortchanged the kids. And like, it's, it's a whole thing. So yeah. um, it's a wonderful documentary and you may watch it and not even realize um, that's going on with, you know, your partner, but I guarantee you. And, and, and even for me, I get very nervous when I talk to Mark about it, but I know he's there to, to be part of it. But I have such a hard time asking for help. Mm -hmm. Does it I'll focus? Just, I'll just do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Does it focus on the 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 gender expectations? Yes. So yeah, and it, it talks about yeah. that for women and men. Mm. So it's not right. just 
It's, it's what the historically and like what society is expected of men and like going to work and providing. The the reason I ask is because I am the stay at home dad. My wife is the one who works. So I am the default parent here. But one thing that me and my wife struggle with is that she sort of like, it's almost like we're both, we both expect that we are the default parent. And I think it's because she has spent her whole life feeling like that's supposed to be her job. Right. Um, Yes. And it's just ingrained in our society, in the workplace, and it dives into all of those. Um, So this is the documentary, but there's actually a couple books that it was based off of. And I I got the impression from the documentary that there's like couples counseling to kind of break those barriers and kind of join together as a team more. (laughs) And it could be something as simple as a 10 minute talk, you know, walk around the block talking about, okay, what's going on with the kids and what's happening and um, but we get so caught up in everything that until like a crisis happens, we don't even yeah, realize don't, the. That's right. The you don't notice it until stuff goes down. And you're like, wait a minute, shoot, what's the redundancy here? How do we, you know, there there've been times like that in our marriage, and I always, I always, I look back on this and I realize I was, it was me, it was another way of me making an excuse. But at the time, mm-hmm. I thought I was being legit about it, and it would happen like, you know, Kim would say, um. I don't know. We got to do this thing. And I'd say, okay, cool. And then she'd, she, she packed, she packed for it. She, she would just do it. it. Yeah. She booked the trip. She, like, then, you yeah. just show up. And then she'd say, well, I didn't, I could have used some of your help. And I said, well, you didn't, I, I think I probably said, you didn't ask me. Yep. You know, I didn't know. Yep. And yep. you, you, I think that's probably a natural response, but the idea is to, shave off some of that naturalness of yourself and, and be better. And obviously yeah. so that sounds like the point here is they're, they're trying to push that home, but uh, that's awesome. It sounds good. This Both. is where streaming, what's uh, what's the service? I think I, I think it was on Hulu. Uh, let's see. Yep, yeah, it Hulu. is on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Fair play is what it's called. Nicole, is this, does this one have uh, an appearance by my superstar congressperson, Katie Porter? It does. Oh my she's gosh. wonderful. Katie and she's Porter. a single parent. She's a single parent with three kids. And, and it talks about the history of childcare and it dies all, into all of that stuff. It's a really cannot, great watch. I cannot tell you. There's no, there aren't words for how good it feels to send someone great to Congress. I know Scott has never actually experienced. This no, feeling. I don't. We don't know and, how to do that here. You <laughs> now live in a place where I'm sorry, Nicole, but, uh, uh, this is not going to be any fun for you next cycle. Um, the 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 feelings are just enormous, and it's like it's almost it almost like to a point where I'm like, is this hero worship? I need to watch out for yeah. that, you know? Yeah. I yeah. just think it's nice looking when I see her like talking stuff. It's like watching a nice mom. <laughs> like I, I don't want to get stereotypic about it, but it just it gives me. She can get. Hope. She can get mean. Oh, she can get. She, she can get feisty. She, she doesn't she take wants, any crap. She's like, look, this is not. This is like, it's an attack on, like, it's an attack on men too, and not just women. It's just like yeah. she's pretty. Great. Uh, I like just, her. It can be frustrating, but there are things that you can do, um, to help. Yeah. So, so now, for all those for all those people who thought we just uh, gave a bunch of unfair praise to a Democratic person in the Congress. I will now make a compliment about a Republican. Uh, I really like, uh, I can't stand the guy, but I would really like to have that guy's hair. Uh, who's the dude that has the crazy curly hair? 
it's always real stupid looking uh, in a in a professional sense. But I would totally have it if I had his hair. Can't think of his name. Oh, wow. Uh, his dad was also what? in politics. Kramer. No. No. Um, Yup, Rand Paul. I will. I want to give Rand Paul the. This is the only good thing I'll ever say about Rand Paul. I'd have that curly hair if, if mine would grow that way. I would totally do it. Huh. That was the most okay. hedged compliment I've ever seen. Oh hell yeah! Because he sucks otherwise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. I, I can I can come up with all kinds of uh, Republicans to compliment. You should you should have asked. Oh me. no, there's some. You know, look, I I like some things Romney does. I like there's plenty of things. Look, I'm a happy. I'm a sensible centrist, like that guy I talked about earlier. Hey, let's well, get there's to no the, such thing as that. But uh, uh, am I up next? <laughs> you are up next. Let's do you now, Randy. What's uh, what's your deal and and uh, what's the setup? It's a new comedy. It's uh, it's like 22, 22 minutes long. Um, this show takes place in an alternate world where every human gets a superpower when they turn 18 years old, except one. And that's our protagonist. She's 25 years old. And as far as she knows, she never developed her superpower. She, uh, she lives in London with two flatmates. And in this clip, two of them have just gotten home from work. All right, here we go. Hello. How's work? Everyone always gets angry with me when it goes badly. I'm just a messenger. It's not me saying it. Yeah, you're just a vessel. Like a sexy little carafe. Oh, thank you, babe. <laughs> Why don't you just quit? Yeah, quit. I can't just quit. Right, you've dependence. I'm looking for a job. Yeah, he spends all day in his room applying for jobs. Don't you, babe? Yes. It pays well. And they don't just use me for my power. They also ask me to make teas and coffees. Oh, no. Basically an appliance. Look, it could always be worse. Don't put yourself down like that, Jen. Or do you mean in general? <laughs> in general, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you were such a brave little soldier. Carrie, I haven't got a power yet. I'm not, like, terminal. Hey, maybe the real power is just being yourself. That is the dumbest fucking thing really I've ever true. heard in my life. No. no. <laughs> All this, right. What this is, is this? extraordinary. And uh, there's a number of things for some reason. The word extraordinary is the word of the year for some reason. Mm. Right. So like there's like the extraordinary attorney woo or something. Anyway, this is extraordinary. Just the word extraordinary. Uh, it follows it a bunch extraordinary. of ordinary. Ex- extraordinary. I don't know. Extraordinary. I, it depends on where you're at. Extraordinary works. Extraordinary works. And extra. <laughs> ord- I thought it was extraordinary. <laughs> Denary. I think it works either way. I don't think I don't think you're wrong. It's six syllables, but it's just about how fast you r- run them together, right? <laughs> right. Okay. I think so. Like, Doesn't matter. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> the the stars of this show are all twenty something uh, English Irish actors, and so you're seeing people that uh, you, you know, like kind of for the first time as an American. Uh, they are amazing. The casting of this show is so brilliant; it's hard to believe. Um, and again, it's it's it, this fantasy comedy that like I just can't I can't get enough of this idea that that you know like everybody has a superpower and so like everything they do is so normal workaday stuff but everyone has something everyone you you look around the city there this is in London you see people just flying around you know in the sky and those you know those are people who can fly and everybody and of course you know there's some uh, mystery men stuff mm, in this which is okay. which is fine i love right? mystery men big fan yeah yeah uh you know so one of the characters decides to put together a super team and only attracts people with weird powers and this kind of thing <laughs> that's 3d printing but 
was probably my favorite. <laughs> 3D printing butt? Guy had a 3D he can printer? 3D, he can 3D print anything out of his butt. Really? Okay, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going to watch this. Now. I mean, there's a, there are a lot of jokes like that. Like this show is just pa- jam packed with weird people with, you know, their their one superpower is something you would never expect, and 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 that makes it funny. Yeah, I I didn't even know about this. Uh, another Hulu joint looks like. Uh, yep. It is. Uh, very British, which I'm always in on. That's yes, great. Uh, on Hulu for us. Um, created created by a writer named Emma Moran, who like this is almost first time out. Like was was writing for another very brief series a couple years ago as the only previous credit. And awesome on you! Like this person has knocked it out of the park with their first foray into. Uh, making it a, a comedy. Nice. This guy named Luke Rollison, who's in the who's in the thing. He plays he plays Jizz, Jizz Lord. Lord. He plays Jizz Lord. Yeah. Um. He looks <laughs> like his photo on IMDb. He looks like an AI generated portrait. I'm just gonna put they, that out. There. Most of them do. Hmm. This this cast is put together to look uh, a sort of strange as you look from one person to to another. Yeah. And uh, it's very very helpful because you you come to associate the weirdness of how they look with their superpower. And do I, do I want to know what jizz Lord's power is? Do I want to know? No, no. You okay. want to watch the show. And find oh, watch out. the show. Okay. Watch the show. All right. It, uh, it, then, uh, yeah, it's, am I going to, as you might guess, am I going to hate why his name is jizz no. Lord? Okay. No, no, you'll okay. laugh. All right. I'm in. I like, uh, dude, whatever British stuff. Uh, I'm already in before you even tell me what it's about. So I'll watch this. That's good. My only, you know, as always, standard disclaimer with anything made in England, uh, there are not going to be very many episodes of this, and you're going to have to uh, wait to find out if there's even a second series. Uh, and uh, as with all things that are... Oh, no, it said it was renewed Did for it? a second season really? on January 23rd. Oh, good. For sure. What I'm, what I'm saying is this oh, series, <laughs> this series starts with a big question, and like most British series... You might not ever get that question resolved. Oh, I see just, what you mean. Just let me yeah, know. Because they're just going to do like six of them and then another six of them. And then they may never do it again. And you may never hear. And it's just this kinda... one, this one has eight episodes in yeah. this first series. Oh, that's, that's a lot for a British, <laughs> for a British show. They, they usually go short, but anyway. All right. I'm in. I'll watch this. This sounds great. Bobby, it's your turn. Tell me about your clip. Um, the setup is it's a scene that takes place in a, a, a long abandoned building. Overgrowth is in there. It's it's very maybe decades long abandoned building. There's a man and a woman in the building, and they're sitting over a young girl with a very big gun pointed at her, and they've got some questions for her. Oh wow! I think I might know what this is. Here you go. Do I look like I'm infected? Show us your arm. Yeah, it's not getting any worse, is it? If we're out in the open city, why aren't we getting swarmed? Don't worry about that. Well, I'm gonna. What was Marlene doing with an infected kid? I'm not infected. She found me after I was bitten. And she didn't shoot you? Clearly not. She locked me up and had her guys test me every day to see if I was getting sick. Test you how? I have to pee. Test you how? They'd make me count to ten and hold out my hand and then keep it steady. But you know, I think what really impressed them was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. Now, can I please? Fine. Back there, you can find a spot. In here. 
tear out a few pages. There's not going to be anything bad in here? Just you. Oh, funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that is clearly the hot new Last of Us show on HBO mm-hmm. Max. Uh, yep, and I was I was thinking about doing something else for recommendals, and I there's I mean it's only three episodes in. Everybody's talking about it. Um, it seemed like too easy of a pick, you know. Yeah. Um, but I picked it for two reasons. First, I keep seeing questions from people that that are asking like, if I've never played the game before, will I like the show? Should I watch it? And I have never played the game before. Oh. Me neither. Oh. Great. Great. Yeah. And and I haven't I haven't watched any streams. I barely know anything about the game. So I so I thought I could be a good perspective on that for people who might be have that question floating around in their head. And the second reason is because even three episodes in, it is amazing. Yeah. It is an amazing show. Thirty minutes into the first episode, I was already in tears. Um it's it's so good. It's such a great show. Third episode is uh, the best hour of TV I've seen in years. Yes, that is absolutely true. Very and um, I'll just say they should give Offerman an, an Emmy. Like, just do it. The other yeah, guy, so too. A, I, the other guy is amazing. This is the third consecutive week I've said this. And I think I should just now say this on every episode of TMS that I'm on. Uh, just give Craig Mazin all the Emmys. Like yeah. every yeah. from from now on, if Craig Mazin makes something, he just gets all the Emmys. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah. The other and to yeah. your point about whether you played the game or not, um, you know, everyone's like, ah, oh, the video game to 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 TV or movie curse is lifted, which I take issue with because this is a cheat in a good way. The this game is mostly about a narrative that's really right. well told and really intensely told and. And all of that. So the 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 moving from game format to this format is almost like also you can't automatic. say it's lifted like for the seventh time. Like I I think we should uh, call that off with arcane. Like that's the point where we say right, all right, exactly. There's no more curse. Yeah, I mean you could argue Sonic was a good movie. You could argue sure. Uh, uh, Detective Pikachu was awesome. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I loved I loved uh, what's the one with um. Like the Castlevania anime was amazing. Like there's a yeah. lot of stuff and you say, well, how about live action? Well, there's lots of examples of that too. I think that, but also Scott saying yeah. that it's already, they were starting with a, sh- a game that was already basically a narrative. I don't think is giving the creators of the show enough credit because this is sort of a double mental. I've never done this before, but I decided to do it with this one. You know how HBO shows always have like a companion podcast that goes with it. Yeah. I decided to listen to the one for this show this time, and <laughs> uh, they talk. Troy Baker uh, they, hosts that, right? I think they got the voice of Joel yeah. in the game. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, and so it's it's him, Troy Baker, and Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, mm-hmm. um, who are the those those last two names are the creators, um, and they uh, they talk a lot about the decision making process of how they made things different, what they thought about. Um, how they they're very clearly trying to think about um an audience that is not familiar with the game they made a lot of storytelling decisions to depart from the game for very good reasons um all the way down to how you meet the the girl in that show ellie her -hmm. character is very different from the game and they talk about that and and why they made that decision and it has to do with you know they're thinking about things like like when you're playing a game, you are embodying the main character, Joel. So mm-hmm. you are Joel. But as a viewer of the show, you are not 
Joel. Yeah. You are you watching these things happen. So the experience is very different and they're very aware of that. And they're yeah, they're, they're adapt their adaptation is obviously really strong here. I mean, Druckmann right. VP at Naughty Dog created this game in the first place. Super That's smart, right. creative dude. But I think it's Mason who's, you know, uh, stepped in and said, look, we this is how this has got to go. And I agree with everything they've done. As a fan of both mediums, I think that they've killed it. And the way that they, like season three, or sorry, episode three is basically them taking a thing that's barely alluded to in the game and blowing it up and saying, here are those 20 years. Let's really yep. look at them. And it made some massive changes to how some of that turns out. But it's so incredibly uh, uh, intimate and interesting and incredibly well acted and just blew my freaking mind. Yeah, it's the such acting is stuff. amazing. So Joel, which is the main character. So for anybody who is not familiar with the game, it's a very simple pre- premise. It's a zombie apocalypse pre- premise, and it's and um and and that's that's basically what you need to know. Joel, who is the main character, is Pedro Pascal. He's a smuggler, and he's been tasked with taking the girl, who's Bella Ramsey, who you know from Game of Thrones. Um, she he has to take her to a place to outside of the quarantine zone where they are in um and uh and she's important because apparently and this is all revealed in the first episode it's not really spoilers um she's she's apparently somehow immune to this infection yeah so that's very important she needs to be transported um and joel is not doing it out of the kindness of his own heart he's got his own motivations um and so as you might expect things don't go according to plan yeah. But um the acting you're right is amazing. Uh Anna Torv is also Oh yeah, it took me hot. This. It took me like most of that episode first episode for me to realize who that was because <laughs> I was like gosh dang it yeah. I know her. Why do I know her? And then I was like, "Oh, freaking Mindhunter and that other that yeah. sci-fi show from years ago, Fringe." Uh, Fringe. It's like, "Of course that's her." And she's always good in everything and she's so good in this that she melted into it and I just forgot who she was. She's yeah. so good. It's it's got all the hallmarks of really good zombie stories. Um, like the zombies aren't really the real focus, you know. They just are creating the tension to tell stories about the real bad people in the world, which are other people. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they talk about on this podcast even that 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 every this in a in a strange way, this whole show is an exploration of of re- love and relationships. Yeah. Um, and, and that's boy, what, do this they is have what, every kind of loving relationship and oh, yeah. good and bad. Here's they, what I, they, here's what I like about it. It's, it's, it's that, but it's doing it. Damn, uh, uh, walking dead. Okay. My problem with walking yeah. dead was uh, as much as I enjoyed parts of walking dead, my biggest problem with walking dead was it was just black and white. It was like, we're a few survivors that sort of trust each other, but the rest of everyone else sucks. Everyone else yeah. sucks. There's nobody who's any good. Even if you meet somebody you think is good, they are not good or they're going to die right away. Like it was a very dour view of humanity. Mm-hmm. This show already and the game to some degree is already better at at bringing out the humanity and saying, no, yeah. there is there are these points of light. There are these people where kindness matters first or uh, commitment matters more or whatever. And that that yeah. for me really is what sets this apart outside you and, know outside of other movies more in the than genre. That, yeah even more than that um they aren't just painting this rosy picture of love conquers all that's not the point 
they're talking about how there are even love can bring you to do terrible things. Um, and that, that everyone they, they talk about how everyone, like most people, their motivation, when you boil it down, comes down to some sort of love of some type and they want to explore that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, even the bad guys, even the, even the, the zombies in a way. Um, the, and so, yeah, if and, so, and Scott, you've got to listen to this podcast. You will love yeah. this podcast. It starts with Neil Druckmann kind of like looking around wishing that someone would make a tv show out of this thing and he can't he can't ever find a, a place for it mm. and craig mazin comes along and loves the video game and craig mazin says to neil Druckmann, are you kidding i can i can get a meeting with hbo let's go and like right. the next day hbo is just agreeing to anything craig mazin will wants to do <laughs> it's just like right. it's so it's so happy I'm so, I assume that was in the 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 glow of how well Chernobyl did for him yep, over there. Absolutely. Um, and that that is oh man, if you haven't seen that yet, you got to watch that too. But it's so really if you good. You are asking that question: Should you watch it? I've never played the game. Should I watch it? Um, I don't know anything about the games. I'm loving it. Uh, I definitely don't feel like I'm missing anything or finding it difficult to understand things. They're doing a great job. And if you don't like zombie stuff, obviously there's a lot of zombie scary stuff going on in there. Lots of that but um yeah but i would actually say there's less of that than i expected like there's yeah, some and the zombies are beautiful oh no they're cra- it's <laughs> crazy they're mushroom people i mean yeah the 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 there are even even their origin of where this thing came from oh that's the other thing yeah. i really like about it the game doesn't do these flashbacks where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're in the 60s and two experts are on a tv show talking about the potential of yeah. this thing jumping between humans and 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 fungi or whatever that wasn't in the games but man, is that stuff really good? Like so, like world buildy and 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 just makes you feel like this hot fire of like what really went down instead of just while well, I'm in the yep. game and I'm playing and I got to sh- make sure to headshot these guys and not run out of ammo. Um, it's good. It's the right format and I love it. Uh, all right, yep. excellent stuff. That's HBO Max. They're on episode three, episode four airs this weekend. Here is mine. Much lighter note. All right, this just landed on Netflix this week. And I couldn't be more happy. Here's my clip. What's ironic about Jesus Christ becoming a carpenter was he was actually named after the two words you're most likely to shout after hitting your thumb with a hammer. Scholars believe he was a real historical figure, like Justin Timberlake or Garfield. Whether or not they think he was the actual son of God who performed miracles, like walking on wine or helping a deaf man see, they all agree he preached tolerance and forgiveness a message so important his most ardent followers would eventually start killing anyone who didn't want to hear it. All right. So I feel like we've already recommended this a hundred times and I cannot prove it. It looks like we have never recommended. We've never done it because it's hard to get. I mean, BBC, the BBC app, I guess, had a bunch of it. There's some stuff on YouTube. Um, I was made aware of it through TikTok shorts where they just cut out bits of of this stuff. But this is Kunk on Earth. Uh, which is this, uh, I got to pull up her name cause I always forget her name. Hold on a second. You need to Diane Morgan. There it is. Yeah. Diane Morgan. Uh, she's an amazing comedian. Uh, you've seen her in a bunch of Ricky Gervais stuff. Uh, but she's done a whole bunch of these Kunk on Britain, Kunk on Shakespeare. She plays a character called Philomena Kunk doing these sort of fake documentaries, uh, where she's just learning the history of things. Um, she's another funny stuff like Mandy is really funny. Uh, she's just a very interesting, uh, woman. And she narrates this entire thing and talks about that. There are five episodes on Netflix or maybe it's six, five, I think. 
I burned through them all yesterday because I loved it so much. It's really funny stuff, and they cover everything from the origins of religion, the origins of warfare, technology, where we are today in the final episode. It's basically just like a history of our planet and of humanity told by this really dry, droll sort of, you know, wit of, of a British person presenting it. And she really doesn't know anything and her observations are always ridiculous and funny. And she sits down with real experts in the field she's talking about who, a little bit like um, Borat, are co- sort of just fielding these questions and not really prepared for them. They're not, they don't know why she asked such a dumb question and they kind of have to stumble around to answer it. Here's the weird thing about it. It's meant to be satire, obviously. It's meant to be funny. But it comes off as almost better than... than like history channel documentaries and I can't really explain why it's it's like she's subversing she's subverting it teaching you th- something about history but doing it from this ignorant place and you actually I feel like you actually learn a little more cuz they do always explain the real thing like the guy the expert will go well no that's not how that's not how volcanoes work actually this and this and that so they tell you real things but she's always asking it in the stupidest way possible and it's Wonderful. I love it. And I can't and get enough should, of it. And you should watch Kunk on Britain. Uh, they're all on YouTube, at least in the States. I, I have watched everything she's ever done because it's just all on YouTube. Yeah. It's all really uh, good. Kunk, Kunk on Britain is so funny. I've, like, seen, I've seen clips from it, but never full episodes. I need to I, get over there. It has quickly become legendary, that, yeah. that little series. Well, it's uh, this is a lot of that. It is Netflix. I hope this means more of its coming. Um. It's, you know, currently being universally lauded. Oh, and you guys know the song Pump Up the Jam from the 80s? Pump up the jam, pump it up, get your body moving, that thing. I don't want to give away why that song matters for this documentary series, but you need to freaking watch it because that will now, that song from Technotronic or whatever will now be forever burned in your mind in about a hundred different ways. I can't even explain it. You just have to see it. Uh, Kunk on Earth, amazing. And, uh, and just Morgan's imagine a, if she makes a kunk on America. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's gotta be like, we sure. And, and this thing includes a bunch of like, you know, civil war stuff and American uh, this world war two American stuff and how the nuclear bomb worked and what we did to get it made and all that. So she covers a lot of American stuff, but uh, you know, they, they keep it real straight laced too. Like it's beautifully filmed. Lots of soft background focus, beautiful outside shots. She's in Italy and Ireland and all these places. And yeah. and um, it just comes off as an incredibly well-made, sort of expensive BBC production. But she's a total nimrod and made me laugh harder than I've laughed in a long time. So if you're in the I'm mood so, I'm to so laugh. I'm so glad it's streaming and you recommended it. Like I say, it's just it's so funny. And we've I just feel like we already recommended it. So it's it's good to get it out there. Yeah, it's really, really good. Anyway. Uh, there are your recommendations for the week, and uh, these will all be up on quicktms.li. If not in full yet, they will be later when Brian's done with his appointment because he puts those up. And I uh, can't wait to see what you guys bring next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Nicole, thanks for being with us. Oh, she's muted. Yeah, oh. I made it. You made it. Woohoo! <laughs> have a great week. Randy, you have the same damn good week, and we'll see you soon. Hey, Bobby, guess what? That's it's the end. The end of the show, pretty much. Uh, there's some. There's a couple things here. Let's just rip through the final dregs of today's program. Play retro tonight. All right. 
It's at 3.30 Mountain Time. Normally, it's on Tuesdays. We bumped it to Wednesday this week for reasons. Don't have to get into them. But we're doing that tonight. And I can't wait. So if you want to hang out with me and Brian Dunaway again, then tonight at 3.30 Mountain Time at frogpants.tv is where the live show will be. Or you can get the podcast wherever you get your shows. And uh, we'll be back to a normal show tomorrow. Brian will be back. We'll uh, probably have a story or two about his physical therapy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it all went well and there was nothing to talk about. I don't know. I don't know until he gets here. But it'll be exciting to find out. Patreon.com slash TMS is where you can support your favorite show. Please do. We would love it. It's a brand new month. No better time to get uh, no commercials ever. Our couch parties on the weekend. The pre-show content every day, including today. Me and Bobby did some pre-show. It was great. Yeah. Um, so do check it out. That's Patreon.com slash TMS. Bobby, make sure you tell people at home where they can find you when you're not here because uh, you do a pretty good science podcast, I hear. Yep. The science podcast to do is called All Around Science, and we cover science stuff every week, just stuff in the news or what we're thinking about and interested in, and we take where we take questions from listeners and, and all that kind of stuff. So if you like science even a little bit, um, because we are, we try to approach it from a non-scientist perspective, and from we try to try to to break it down for you. Then uh, check out all around science. Nice, do that. You won't regret it. Um, all right, to get out of here, I'm going to do some music uh, again. I don't have proper songs today, so I'm doing video game tracks that I really like, and I wanted to contrast that kind of softer, middler bit that we did earlier uh, with something a little more hardcore. Many of you know I am a huge fan of the Doom 2016 and Doom uh, Eternal soundtracks, which were done by an amazing musician named Mick Gordon. And uh, they're very heavy metal-y sort of uh, approaches to the Doom stuff, but it really fits and really uh, works for me, and I really like this stuff. And so I'm going to play one of those. This is the Doom 2016 original soundtrack and the track called Rip and Terror. That'll do it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
Doctors Down.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I have no time for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.